another episode of The Echo, presented by The Creek. Today, we have some new features. First off, we have a conversation about marks and stress with The Creek's very own Tom and Chris. Following that, I speak to senior school principal Gary Kern about his soccer-playing past. Again, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, this is Tom from The Creed, and today I have Chris here to uh, hi. to discuss about the academic expectations and stress about grades at St. George's School. So, Chris, are you satisfied with your current grades? Well, I think my grades so far, like, it's not super good, but, like, I'm pretty happy with it. Like, my own philosophy is that as long as I try my best, I think the grade doesn't really matter as much. Well, but, like, there's always room for improvement. What about you? Uh, I think I'm pretty satisfied. My grade went up, like, average-wise, went up by a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of still improving them because I feel like I could still work harder. And in Term 3, I'll probably do that. Yeah, improvement's definitely super important. So you're in grade 10 currently, correct? Yes. So what do you, what do you think are, like, changing courses for you? Like, I'm a grade 12, so I like, want to see, like, the difference. Uh, well, for me, the most challenging courses, well, the first one's probably English, because English, there's a lot of writing going on, and I'm not really a good, a good writer when it comes to, like, coming with something on the spot, like, during in-class essays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I ran up, run up ideas, but however, with English, there's a lot of room for improvement. You can always change your writing style, you can practice to write faster and come up with ideas quicker. So... My teacher actually gave me some really helpful advice to improve my marks, and my mark went up in term two. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Like for myself, I think I'm more of a creative person. So like, for courses like uh, English and journalism, I think I think I'm okay at it so far. However, what I what I think I'm weak at is actually cal- like actually math, like pre calculus and calculus. Like so far, those are the courses I'm struggling a lot, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of, and uh. Well, I've been focus, focusing on those more lately because... Okay, breaking the stereotype, I see. <laughs> yes, I'm breaking the stereotype. Yep, so we're typically working harder because these scores might not be as... Um, uh, let's see, not be as simple to approach than yes. some others. Well, do you feel stressed when thinking about your grades? Oh, definitely. Since I'm a great... Okay, maybe not as much now, but I remember in term one and... Uh, maybe like start of term two like because we're applying to university and mm-hmm. grades are super super important especially for like uh, a lot of canadian universities they only require you to submit your grades and that's it that makes it wow. so that grades are the only thing that matters instead of your extracurriculars and etc so yeah of course i'll be very stressed however as long as you overcome it like I'll, like you'll be fine and since it's now like almost term three i think um things are gonna get a little easier for me at least mm-hmm. what about you well i also get really stressed out about my grades because sometimes i feel like oh i think i tried pretty hard but i got this mark for example which i i'm not satisfied with well however my friend told me as our school is going through with the linear marking system mm-hmm. we will, our grades will be averaged out throughout the whole year which means if I, let's say, did not perform as well on one assignment, I don't have to 
be, wor be worried as much, and then I can always try and improve in other, um, later assignments and bring my average back up. Back on the topic of stress, like, uh, as you explained, like, like uh, grades give you stress, so how do you plan to deal with the stress in term three? Well, in term three, I actually learned a few, like, small techniques. I'm not sure if they will help, but oh, really? the breathing technique, like, in for four, hold it for five, and out for seven, which I found, like, actually it was really helpful during, before, like, um, presentation and, like, um, speeches. So you'll you feel more calm and more conf and more confident. So you'll typically perform better as a result of that. And in addition, um, when you're dealing with stress, another good way is to let's say talk with a friend and let them share their experience with dealing with stress, and you can maybe learn some um, valuable points. From yeah, I definitely agree with you. Talking to people, especially your friends, as well, maybe even teachers, they they can actually give you very useful pointers during tests as well as uh, teach you something that you may have not remembered, which is very important. Mm -hmm. So what do you think are your academic goals for term three? Well, in term three, um, I remember in grade nine, in term three, I thought, oh, term two, I did pretty well. So in term three, I did not try as hard, which resulted in like a small average drop. But this year, I'm going to continue working harder and let's at least like make my average the same or maybe bring it a bit higher. It's funny for grade 12s actually, because term three, there's this uh, period known as senior-itis. And at this time, grade 12s usually drop their grades. However, like as for me, I think it is important to keep your grades no, no matter if you're accepted to a university or not. So I think my academic goals is, well, just to try my, continue trying my best and get the highest as possible. Well, with less stress this time because uh, term three. Yeah. That's all the time we have today. Thank you. This is Tom from The Creed, and this is Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm here with Gary Kern. Currently, he's the principal of St. George's School in Vancouver, but prior to teaching, he played soccer at the highest level this country has to offer. He spent time playing for the Winnipeg Fury in the old Canadian Soccer League and played for the under-23 national team, under legendary Whitecaps coach Tony Waiters. Pleased to have you on, Gary. Ah, thanks, Ben. You, you do know that just by having me on the podcast doesn't mean you're going to get a higher grade. Oh, I know that. <laughs> All right. The Whitecaps are celebrating their 40th season this year, of course, and the 40th season since the 1979 Soccer Bowl. And, of course, you played under Tony Waiters, who was the coach of that legendary team. So what was the experience like playing under Tony Waiters and a coach of that stature, and what was it like uh, playing for the national team at that level. Yeah. Well, I think, God, I was pretty young when I first met Tony Waiters. And I think what was, was interesting, he was a little bit intimidating because you don't come across a guy very often who's played in England, played in Liverpool. He tells a story of Pelé taking a free kick against him when he was playing for England in Brazil and getting scored on by Pelé. So it's a little bit intimidating uh, to be around a, a, such an accomplished person. Uh, and I think the best part, uh, when I look back at my time with Tony Waiters, is how much he loved loved the game, right? So he's always into these small-sided games, and he was getting a little bit older uh, when, when he coached me, but he would join in and he would try and play, and he just loved it. And for, for us, it kind of showed, as, as Canadian kids, uh, just the magnitude of the importance of, of the game of soccer around the world. Right. And I think that's kind of what the playing playing for Canada showed me is that 
you know, remember I'm getting old and back in our day, there wasn't the internet and there wasn't this sense of, of what was happening all over the world. It was really hard to see a, a premiership game on TV. Uh, so we got to travel. And we actually got to see what's, what soccer meant to so many other countries. So that was probably my best, my best experience playing for Canada. What was his coaching style compared to other coaches that you played for? So again, the, you know, we're going back into the 1980s, early 1990s here. And so Tony was a huge strategy guy. He was very, very big tactician. He believed in one way of playing the game and he wanted us to know it well. He wanted us to be automatic. So we played a 4-4-2. We pressed high up the field. We wanted to make sure we got balls into dangerous locations. He did not want us messing around with the ball at the back. That was a different era, right? That's how we we played the game. And so we were tough defensively. You know, we were tenacious uh, offensively. And uh, uh, I do recall him making one statement in, in a game which suggests his coaching style, which is uh, uh, he said something to the effect that, remember, when we start the game, we already have one point. Let's not lose it. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of our listeners can liken that to Carl Robinson and his strategy with the Whitecaps over the past few years. Um, so. Mike Mosher, uh, he was one of your teammates at Winnipeg um, during your Canadian Soccer League days, and he is now coaching the UBC varsity men's soccer team. Do you follow the Canadian college soccer scene at all? I don't follow the scene very much, but Mike Mosher and I go way, all the way back to UBC. So we played together as, uh, as UBC Thunderbird, and we won, we won three national championships uh, together and then two with our club team. Um, so I'm in touch with Mike fairly often, and I, what I understand, the game of soccer, even for for CIS, has changed a lot. It's it's fast. It's it's very skillful. I don't think I'd actually make the team anymore because the players are so good. And you guys played together in Winnipeg in the old Canadian Soccer League. How did you end up in Winnipeg, coming from Calgary? Oh God! Well, because I think the, all the top players played for the Vancouver uh, 86ers, and then the second kind of group of us we ended up getting dispersed into the Prairie team. So I actually, I got drafted by Edmonton. I got traded to Calgary and then I got traded to Winnipeg. So I played in three teams in five years and uh, Mike goes almost the same way. I think he played in Edmonton and then got traded to Winnipeg. So we ended up there for two seasons together. And I assume you've heard of this new Canadian Premier League that's coming up. I have, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that compared to the old CSL? And where do you see this Canadian Premier League kind of fitting in in the Canadian soccer scene? I think it's 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 a great to have a place for Canadian kids to play. So I'm really happy that um, there's now a professional league where kind of purely Canadian kids can go and, and have a place to go. I think it's it's got one advantage and one disadvantage from when I played in the Canadian Soccer League. The advantage is I think soccer is more popular now as a, as a nation. I think people are excited about it and want to support it. Um, the disadvantage, though, is that there's an MLS. And so it's kind of like the second tier league. And um, back when we played in the Canadian Soccer League, there was no American League. Like we were it. So if you were the best player uh, in Canada, this is where you played is in, in the CSL. That's kind of what you're aspiring to, to get to. And so... It'll have that disadvantage of being kind of a second tier league to the MLS. But as far as giving kids a chance to play, I think that's amazing. Do you think that it could one day be considered kind of on the same level as, as MLS or is it more destined to be something like the CFL? Uh, you know, I, I, I think the challenge we face in Canada is the distance between cities. And so therefore, it makes competing so much more expensive. 
And I think as a result, you know, I think the CFL struggles with it. You got to get in a plane to play any game. And I think the, the soccer team in Canada will have that same challenge. I and mean, our populations are less, right? So I think it'd probably be more of a supportive league than a, a Premier League. I mean, the travel is ridiculous in the Canadian Premier League. The first game is going to be Pacific FC coming from Victoria, traveling to Halifax of all places. So you're definitely not seeing that in England. Yeah, not only time, but expect, you know, incredibly expensive to get the teams out. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on the Whitecaps right now? Uh, well, I, I enjoy watching the Whitecaps, especially live. I find the, the speed and the skill, right, watching the live soccer is, is quite high. Um, my kind of my my thoughts or my, my worries around them is just around the development of more Canadian kids on the team. And I, I get that it's a, it's a North American league. So we have Canadians playing in, in the, the South of the border, but I often wonder why we're not getting more of our Canadian based players through, through the system. Don't have any answers. I just kind of wonder why that's, why that's happening. Yeah. And lastly, just to close off, you're working in administration at a school. Now you were a professional soccer player. How did that happen? How how'd you get here? You, you, you can't play soccer forever. And so I was really fortunate that my soccer allowed me to get my degrees uh, and uh, teaching is something that I love doing. So once my soccer career ended, I was really happy to, to get into a classroom. And then once you get in the classroom, I actually think some of my soccer skills came out, right? It's organizing, being part of a team. And that kind of led me into becoming a principal. Um, not sure how I got to St. George's, but uh, that's kind of how I got to become a principal. Thanks for coming on today. And it was a pleasure having you. Good, good luck with the podcast, Ben. That's it for this week. We'll actually be taking a two-week break with spring break on the horizon for all of the Saints community. But we'll return with the echo presented by the Creed once school is back in session. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.